0: Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution Podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com, service and support, downloads. Hi, I'm Jens Andersen from Danfoss Cooling. For today's Cool Talk, I've invited Jörg Saar, who will introduce himself in a moment. I've invited him for a chat about the ever-changing refrigerant landscape, and especially with the environmental focus on lower global warming potential, the GWP, and what it means for us in the white vans with the dirty hands.
1: Thank you, Jörg, for your time. Um, Jörg, could you please uh, introduce yourself uh, to, to the audience?
2: Yes, sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for the possibility to have a chat with you here. Uh, very, very nice to invite me. Well, I am Jörg. My name is Jörg Saar. I'm in the Danfoss Global Applications Team in the Climate Solution part of Danfoss. I'm in Danfoss for quite some time, for a long time already. Now in the refrigeration and air conditioning business and you probably invited me because a bit of my job is to look into what's going on with refrigerants as well yes exactly and uh,
1: that, that is uh, the, the 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 theme of today uh, so i mean if you, if we look at what happens the world is of course changing and so are the refrigerants uh, actually right now it looks as if uh, New refrigerants are popping up almost like Corona nineteen mutants, uh, and and we can get a vaccine against uh, Corona now. Uh, these days, it's 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 coming. But I haven't seen any uh, vaccine against new refrigerants. Have you heard, or how how do you th- see the development in in, in, uh, in refrigerants?
2: Well, I don't think we will get a vaccine and I don't know whether we want, we really want to have one. Yes, of course, that means a change when we need to use a new refrigerant we are not used to. But typically in combination with that, we come to to other advantages as well. For example, a better energy efficiency and, and stuff like that. So we don't only get Disadvantages. We get advantages with new refrigerants as well, and one of them is certainly that these new refrigerants have a lower environmental impact. That is that is one of the main advantages here.
1: Yeah, um, and I guess it's 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 also a, a competition between the manufacturers of refrigerants to come up with
2: the with
1: the best, whatever that
2: is refrigerant? No question about that. Yes, um, there there is certainly a competition of refrigerants, which is somewhat healthy as well to a certain point, because then we get good solutions. What we will not have is one solution that covers everything. We are not going to see that. We not even have that, have had that in the past. I mean, let's be honest there were different refrigerants for different applications even at the time of R12 and R22 and then 134a A5, or 7 so we always had different refrigerants for different applications now we just get a few more for certain applications now we see refrigerants like CO2 R290 in addition and i guess we we will not see an end to that there there is no no point where we say okay and this is the last refrigerant that will ever be developed i don't think we are going to see that certain refrigerants will stay for a long time others will be intermediate whatever intermediate is 5 mm. years 10 years 20 years
1: yeah yeah and 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 if we are looking at the say the shorter uh, time horizon right now uh, how do we have a chance somehow to predict say at least one or two years ahead?
2: Yes, certainly. I mean one or two years we can even predict more than that because there are regulations and these regulations they bring the need of change. One big example is the F-gas regulation. The F-gas regulation has a few bans where the regulation says you are not allowed to use a certain refrigerant for a certain application. That's a ban. And then it's pretty clear, until that point you can use it after what's not. In addition, there is something that says you need to reduce yeah, the CO2 amount of the refrigerants that go into the market. That's the reduction. But that's a longer term thing as well. So we pretty much know that we need to look into refrigerants that have a lower global warming impact more and more because that's simply what comes from that regulation. That's the idea of that regulation.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's the reduction of the GWP or global warming potential that is, say, paramount, the most important thing in this
2: uh, development. Yes, that's that's correct. But of Mm. course, that's not the only regulation. So if we take that regulation, then we, we have a pretty clear view what is possible and what is not possible, even longer term. And then there are other rules, technical standards, EN 378, for example, or An application standard like the IEC, uh, now the number, 60335-2-something family, which is application-specific. And that or these standards give you a solid base as well so that you can say, okay, if if I lean towards these standards, I know what I can expect for quite some time. Of course, not for the next 50 years. But for for quite a, a reasonable time scale so that, that you can say it makes sense to go to a certain refrigerant now and I can use that for the next couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Sure. And then I guess that's a good thing that you can at least say, be safe, so to speak, in, in, in the development for a couple of years.
2: No uh, question about that. And, and even if something like that changes, just, just a final word to that one even if a regulation changes and the FGAS regulation, we are in 20, 2021 now, and the FGAS regulation needs to be revised. That's written in the FGAS regulation that it needs to be revised or evaluated again. And even if it changes, It's not going to change like and from tomorrow on you need to do this. It will be, hey, this is the new regulation and it will be in force from, let's say, three years from now or whatever. So there is a certain time that that we have to adapt.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, that's that's absolutely needed. Uh, Jörg, if we look at, if we put all these many, many refrigerants in a list
2: yeah.
1: with the high highest global warming potential at the top, but must be R11 and R12, I guess. And we go down all the way to zero uh, GWP at the bottom. Yeah. If, if we look at that list uh, in that perspective, does that mean that we get the A2L and A3 types at the bottom? Or how does it work? Okay, or can you put it that way?
2: Well, yes, you certainly can list refrigerants according to their GWP. But that's not the only criteria. Um, there, are, there are more things. Another one is the energy efficiency of a refrigerant. Yes. How good can you make a system with a certain refrigerant? If the energy efficiency is very poor, well, does it make sense because you produce a lot of CO2 due to the operation of the system? Then the next question is, how can I handle the refrigerant? Uh, Is it a very high pressure refrigerant or not? Uh, One good example might be water. Uh, Really, you can use water as a refrigerant. It's possible. It has a few challenges pressure is one, but temperature is is a pretty strong one. Mm. Making uh, or creating a system that operates below the point of freezing with water is quite difficult, and and that's why this is not the only the only category. The GWP only. No, I see. Yeah, I I, I understand. Uh, of yeah. course, that means that we have to to somehow evaluate the refrigerants
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then say okay those these refrigerants make sense for certain applications and by that we come to kind of a list of of refrigerants that have a good a good chance to be used wildly or widely mm-hmm. not widely widely um, in 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 quite some applications, but we will have more than just one or two finalists. There there will be more refrigerants we are going to see, and we see already more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if 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 we take the standpoint as a uh, service engineer or a service technician, uh, what 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 what? precautions should i do or what precautions should i take mm. as a cervix technician in the coming years mm. what would you advise me to do
2: well there's there's one very general one to to start with there are alternatives which are non-flammable refrigerants which are classified as a1 but refrigerants that have already a lower GWP than the ones we have been using until recently. Example, 404A is a refrigerant that has been used widely. Why is it widely? Sorry. (laughs) And um, now there is 404A, 449, 452. They have approximately half the global warming potential of 404A. So look at those already now. A1 refrigerants, pretty easy to replace, um, and you you can do a retrofit with that. That's the first step. You should do that already now. And then look at flammable refrigerants. You will have to face them anyway, sooner or later. There is, I don't think there's a way around that. So you have to face them. That means learn about them, take trainings, to learn more about flammable refrigerants and to learn how to handle them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get it. How about manufacturers? How about the the guys working or manufacturing uh, HVAC systems, uh, smaller refrigeration uh, systems, et cetera, et cetera. Do they have uh, specific, uh, say, precautions to take I mean, when we're looking at the at, 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 uh, complete systems.
2: Mm. Well, yeah, it, it is, of course, necessary for the manufacturer of such a system to decide what is the refrigerant the manufacturer wants to go for, to design the system for. and. There are, of course, several points that come into that equation and you need to evaluate um, these points, like uh, availability, cost of the refrigerant efficiency, what are the pressures, uh, what about availability of the components, and so on. There's one point I would like to highlight as well, because sometimes that's forgotten. And that's the point to, to say, okay, what is it what I want to do now? Do I want to make a smaller step? and go to a refrigerant with a reduced global warming potential, but maybe need to do the next step again in three years? Or do I take a bigger step now with more work involved, for example, because I need to redesign the system more, but then I take a longer-term step? I don't say that that either of these two is is the better one. It it depends on the strategy you have. What what way do you want to go? That's not the only question. I just wanted to highlight that this is mm. is one that that is that should be evaluated as well.
1: Yeah. So in my head, I have this comparison with cars. Either you go 100% electrical. Or you go for a hybrid plug-in, whatever yeah
2: yeah yeah, exactly good, good comparison, yes, something yeah. like that yeah um, That's true, and may, maybe you ask for the complete system, so a, a Danfoss customer who builds a complete cooling unit, maybe i can I can add the the angle from a component manufacturer as Danfoss, if if that's okay with you. Sure, sure. Um, Of course, Danfoss needs to, to take the same evaluations. As you said, there are many candidates available, many potential refrigerant candidates available. Now the question is for Danfoss, which components do we approve for which refrigerant? We cannot approve the components for all new upcoming refrigerants we we just don't have these resources and it probably makes no sense and that's why it is necessary to take an evaluation again which candidates are potential successful refrigerant candidates and evaluate safety global warming potential efficiency availability whatever quite a couple of things that go into that and then you end up with a list of potential candidates, which really can be successful. And by the way, that list includes refrigerants of all classes, A1, A2L, A3. Mm. And then you start to, to yeah, prioritize them and start to approve components for them. And many components are already approved for most of these candidates. But of course, work is constantly going on to add more more components, and to add more new approved refrigerants to these, to these lists, and to the approved components list.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we we see them uh, all the permissions for the components to be used, right? Yes, they they are coming out more or less uh, all the time uh, these days now. Yes, uh, true. You're um, coming back to to uh, to the to the service guys, to the installers. Um, can you, again, we, we're sort of looking into the crystal ball here, trying to predict what is going to happen. Yeah. What, what about, what about uh, system buildings? Say if you have a refrigeration room, for instance, are there any constructional pipe works that we should maybe uh, reconsider in, in, in future? Or how do you see that?
2: well if we if we stick to to a certain area then i don't see that and if i say if i stick to a certain area i mean if we do not go to a refrigerant like co2 from 448 to co2 there there's a bit of a change maybe because of the really different pressure level and so on but if we stay in with replacements for r4 for a whether they are a1 a2l or even a3 the general the general design is still the same so yeah. i i really don't see a general change in detail yes there are certain details you need to have in mind and flammability it, it sounds strange i don't want to say flammability i forget it it's just a detail no 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 but it has influences on the details whether you have flammable refrigerant or not where you place certain components but the the general pipework you you use the general materials and so on there is no real change of course your your tools they need to be approved for a flammable refrigerant your vacuum pump mm-hmm. if you use a vacuum pump yeah. yes yeah yeah,
1: but it, it it's not like you you need to completely reconsider a cold room uh, uh, from a constructional point of view. It can be more or less the same. Yes,
2: um, correct. Yeah, I see. That's correct. Yes.
1: And and what about service callouts? Let let's say uh, in two years' time when we've got a, a few more A2 l and A3 systems. Uh, how, how would I react as a, as a service engineer in those situations where I'm called out for, a say, an A3 system, for instance? Are there any, well, there might be some pretty different ways of working with that, or how do you see that?
2: Well, let, let me be a bit, um, with a bit of a smile here, an answer no not not really because you should have done certain things anyway already in the past i mean it was never such a good idea to sit there and smoke whilst you work with the refrigeration system right now you should certainly not do it if you have propane in in the system but you should not have done that before so that's, that still stays somewhat the same. But of course, yes, have the flammability in mind. And then there are some requirements. And that's why I say get a training to learn about that. For example, that you need to set up um, um, signs around your work area that say, hey, pay attention. There is a flammable gas here. You know that when you work there as, an, as a service engineer. But... Somebody else who walks past you doesn't know that, and that guy might smoke and and then not a good idea. That's why you need to kind of protect yourself, set up warning signs. But apart from that, the general approach is is pretty much the same. You need to to make sure you work safe, yes mm-hmm. yeah, yes,
1: I, I absolutely get it. Uh, so it's it's basically, you could say it's it's not so much uh, when we're talking new refrigerants uh, as service engineers. We shouldn't care too much about the the uh, uh, refrigerant as is, more the the surrounding, so to speak, and the the, the habits that we work with when we're working with uh, uh, flammable refrigerants.
2: Um, yes, true. And one thing becomes more and more obvious. Uh, only professionals, please. Yeah. I mean, that should have Truth. been like that in the past as well. But yeah, um, now it becomes more and more obvious. Only trained professional personnel should work there and should do a service. Mm-hmm. Especially when, and even if you have, have 10 years of experience and have and have never worked with a flammable refrigerant, get a training about flammable refrigerants, and then you can do that job. So mm. there is no magic behind it. It's just knowledge that you need to have and need to be aware of that flammability. The training yeah. is an important part.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and you more or less then answered my next question. Um, if we're looking at the longer horizon, uh, if if I were an apprentice, I wish I were today, uh, with a brilliant future in front of me. Um, what you are saying is actually get the training and keep on learning.
2: Yes, to- totally correct. Yeah, uh, there is no end to learning. Um, experience. Yes, that that's a great thing, and and. I highly appreciate experience. No question about that. Still, you need to pay attention that experience does not bring you to the point to say, ah, you know, I don't care. Um, You you still need to have that attention in your mind to say, hey, wait a minute, I I need to to pay attention here. I I need to be awake. I need to remember the, the things that make my work safe and make work safe for everybody else and later on for the users of my my work that means the refrigeration system i have built as well
1: yeah true and and uh, that's i think that's probably more, one of the most important things in 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 this entire world of changes so to speak that you keep remembering that you you're not done learning you will have to learn much more in future. And and one could maybe also say that the that the future will be more complicated than it is today. And just just look at the digitalization, maybe. Uh, so, so it is important that you keep learning, keep uh, being interested in your your own position in the future, so to speak.
2: Yes, that's that is certainly true. And I really would like to, like to highlight the positive, the positive side of that one again. There is a high need of really competent, trained professionals in this area. So let's put it another way around. You will not run out of work.
1: No, that's good. Yeah, uh, Jörg. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it, this has been interesting. Uh, very good uh, discussion or talk about uh, refrigerants in general and uh, specifically on lower GWP's and uh, flammability and all that. Um, I think that has been uh, quite interesting. At least I've 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 learned a few things. So uh, thank you so much, Jörg. And hope to talk to you again.
2: You're welcome. Thank you. And talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening in on this podcast. And please keep an eye out for what happens at coolingunited.danfoss.com, where, among other things, you can find the entry point to Danfoss Learning, where you will find more than 300 e-learning classes in many different languages. Also, please feed back to me, with an email on chillingwithyens at danfors.com. I would deeply appreciate your thoughts and ideas for new podcast criticism, positive as well as negative. Thank you so much, and remember to stay cool.